This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. You bet. It is about six minutes after four o'clock. That means it is time to rock and roll the employment hour. It is a call-in show, as you know, the number 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You have questions, comments, queries about your employment, your severance, your boss, your uh, your, your overtime, your your, your your work state. It doesn't matter. Bring it on. We, we answer all questions here and uh, tell some stories and give you lots of uh, good information. If you have not visited as of yet, severancepaycalculator.com. That will tell you exactly exactly what you wrote as far as severance is concerned. Maybe you just want to know for interest's sake. You've got a solid job. Maybe you just started. Maybe you're the boss and you're looking at possibly don't want to. In the future, you have to let people go. You want to treat them fairly. Again, severancepaycalculator.com is the uh, the place to go. We will get into the discussion of everything you need to know about a construct dismissal. That is on the way in just a bit. But, uh, Lior, we always start every show here on uh, CKNW with the week that was. What's going on with you? Well, John, it's uh, it's great to be back here. That's what's going on. Uh, feeling good, yeah, energized, and ready to rock and roll, ready to talk about employment law and uh, educate as many people as possible about their workplace rights as we do every single week on the show, whether it's myself here or my uh, colleague, Leah mm-hmm. Moody. We're, we're answering questions, and people oftentimes hear this show, and they want to talk to us off air. They reach out to us. They email. They call. Uh, happy to do that. That's exactly what we're here to do, to, to hopefully help you and maybe make your work situation better if you're experiencing a problem. So call us right now. You know, let's, uh, let's talk. Let's, uh, uh, make sure that, uh, you, you leave this call in a better place than you were when you made the call. And by calling us, you'll help others as well. So don't be bashful. Just pick up the phone. Call us. Let's talk. And uh, to get us uh, warmed up and ready to talk about a couple situations that I saw over the past week in my office. Uh, first situation involved a lady who contacted me. She had uh, she had been working for a number of years in a very ser- uh, senior financial role at her company. Uh, she had a team that she was managing. Well, except in uh, the past few months, her company decided that it needed to cut costs, and the company was uh, in the process of letting people go from her team. And uh, slowly but surely, her team was getting smaller. Well, as you know, John, just because you have less people doing the work doesn't mean that the work doesn't need to get done. So what happened here is she had to take over the load. She had to do the work of the people that uh, were let go. And there was more work and more work. She went. Uh, she was going crazy doing, trying to get all the work done. She didn't really have anyone to delegate to because they were letting go people from her team. And it got so right. bad, she had to take a medical leave uh, for, for stress. She spoke to her um, uh, her boss. She told him what's going on. He was very dismissive. He said, I'm sure you can manage. It's fine. And and it got hmm. worse and worse. And that's when she called me. She was literally at her wit's end. And she wanted to know what she could do about it. Well, here's the thing, John. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not an uncommon situation when your boss is putting more work on you and more work. And, and you're now doing the job of two people or three people. Well, the thing is, this is not what you signed up for. It's not what you bargained right. for. It's not what you were hired to do. And when your job changes in this way, it results in a constructive dismissal. We've talked about constructive dismissal. We're going to focus on that later on in the show today. But that's a classic example of a situation where your job changes. No, she didn't get a pay cut. She didn't get a demotion. But she, her job became two jobs and three jobs. They added more and more and more. And it became very different than what she agreed to do. And with the stress and the workload that this caused, 
this is a constructive dismissal. So what I told her is, you don't have to continue suffering. You don't just have to uh, go there every day and struggle and hope for the best and, and have this impact your health. We can treat that as a, a, a termination of employment and get your severance. Now, she had been there for eight years, John. She's in a senior role. Wow. She would be owed right around 12 months' pay. So I'm going to help her over the next few weeks to get that compensation. She was very relieved. But I wanted to, to mention that here because sometimes constructive dismissals can happen when your boss just gives you a lot more work. This is a classic example. If you find yourself in that situation, reach out to me. If she had made the brilliant maneuver of calling you and getting this resolved, uh, would it eventually just been a, a, an implied term of her employment? Meaning if she accepted it and didn't make a beef about it, say three, four, five months from now, then she's kind of stuck, yeah? She is, absolutely, because it becomes her new reality, right? This new right. job that she's now doing, three jobs at one, becomes a new reality. If she sticks it out, so to speak, and after a few months, you realize, my God, this is this is too much. I shouldn't have tried to do it. At that point, mm -hmm. it may be too late. That's very important when we talk about constructive dismissal. Well, when we talk about changes to your job, if you're facing these changes, you got to do something about it right away. If you don't, right. you may be stuck. You may be finding yourself that you've accepted those changes and then you can't do anything about it. Not a good place to be in. Want to reach out anytime, uh, 604-283-3123. That's to get a hold of Lior and the team and Leah included. Uh, help at employmenthour.com is email. And to call us here tonight, uh, the remainder of this hour, uh, this afternoon, no problem. It's 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. What else you got going on? Spoke with a gentleman that called me uh, after someone that he uh, knows actually heard our show. Uh, he's an older gentleman and he was working for, uh, for a, a company for a number of years. Uh, in the insurance business, uh, but over the past year and a bit or so, for medical reasons, he was allowed to work exclusively from home. Uh, he had some health issues which made it very difficult for him to travel to the office, and his employer did the right thing. They accommodated him by, by allowing him to work from home. Where very recently, within the last few weeks, the management of the company changed. He had a new boss. And this boss, new boss, was very adamant that, no, no, you have to come in. I want to see you. I want to work with you. Uh, you can't be working from home anymore. And he said, well, I can't. And he even provided a doctor's note. And this boss was adamant. You have to come in. You have to come in. You know, maybe not necessarily every single day, but you have to be here more often than not. No exceptions, no excuses. He called me and, uh, again, very distraught because he loved his job, wanted to continue working, but... His employer wouldn't allow him to, to work from home, which he needed for medical reasons. Well, John, he did the right thing by providing his employer a doctor's note, and that doctor's right. note was very clear. He needed to work from home. Once he did that, the company has to accommodate him. His employer has to provide that accommodation. And they can't say that they don't want to or that it's too hard because they've already been doing it. They were doing it for the past year. So they can't just now decide they don't want to do it anymore. So what I told them I'm going to do is I'm going to send the company a letter. I'm going to very nicely remind them of their legal obligations, and they should then uh, back off and, and let him continue working from home. That's a good reminder for everyone. If you are if you need accommodation for medical reasons, maybe you need modified duties, modified hours. Maybe you need to work from home. Maybe you need to do a job that's a lighter duty job. That's fine. The company has to accommodate as long as you have a doctor backing you up if they don't, that could be a human rights violation. In other words, it's illegal. Uh, and, and certainly, if you're fi facing yourself in the uh, facing a situation 
where your employer is not accommodating, let's you and I talk. Uh, I am almost positive I can help you resolve it quickly. I know we've we've discussed in the past about accommodation, and it, it works for everybody from you know a mom and pop shop all the way to a you know a multinational corporation. But you know that the latter case, and uh, they really have greater resources and fewer excuses to not accommodate because they're big companies there. They should be prepared for this sort of thing, right? Well, absolutely. And if you're a huge company, you know, I don't know, it's a bank, but it doesn't have to be a bank, uh, a big company, you have people, you have resources, you have financial resources. So more is expected right. of you when it comes to accommodating. It's very different if you're working for a company with two other employees. A company like that absolutely has to accommodate, but their options may be more limited. So if you're working for a big company, it's going to be extremely difficult for that company to say, oh gosh, this is just too much accommodation. This is too hard. Uh, so don't let that happen to you. In my, in, in my experience, and I've been doing this for a very long time, oftentimes employers uh, kind of you know, look, at, look the other way or, or really stop accommodating even though they yeah. still have to, even though uh, they haven't reached the point where accommodation is too much. And again, if that happens, John, that's a human rights violation. Take it, Rick. Thank you for calling in this afternoon. How are you, pal? Oh, doing pretty good. Good, sir. What's uh, what's on your mind today? My question is a similar uh, topic to what you've covered so far. Uh, the company I work for is going to be closing down the uh, operation here and uh, asking everybody to work from home. Um, we are told that we're not being given any um, cost, any uh, any amount of money to do that or any benefit. Um, but it, it, it's going to cost me something to do that. So I'm just wondering, what benefits uh, should I expect? Well, that's a great question. You know, oftentimes we talk about employees wanting to work from home and you know, the employer won't let them, but it absolutely uh, can happen the other way when uh, the company wants you to work from home, maybe because their offices are no longer open. And you're absolutely right that it is a big deal for you. You, you probably have to, it's going to cost you something in terms of equipment and, and, and office, but it also is, is potentially disruptive to your home life. You know, maybe you have a wife and kids and, you know, they, they can't necessarily, uh, you know, be, be quiet when you need them to be. So it could be a, a very big deal. So here's the thing. Um, in terms of what to expect, it's up to you and your employer to, to negotiate something that you can live with. But here's the thing. If you can't, and if you're not happy with what you and your employer or what your employer is offering, if anything, you're in a position to treat that as a constructive dismissal. It is a very big change to the terms of employment when you go from working in the office to working at home. So you may be able to say, no, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to treat this as a termination, get my full severance, and leave somewhere else. Now, Rick, mm. how long have you worked for this company? Uh, it's just three years, but the uh, I guess my other concern is that uh, I'm expected to uh, maintain uh, inventory, store equipment worth uh, forty or fifty thousand dollars on, wow. on on my premise, and um, I, I'm thinking that they they should be giving me something to increase my uh, house insurance or or something. Right. Absolutely, any cost that you're going to incur, and and you know any trouble that that, that puts on you, and, and obviously you can quantify that. They should absolutely. But here's the thing, mm -hmm. even if even if they do and you're happy with it, that's fine. But even if they did, even if they were willing to say, yeah, we'll give you an extra, I don't know, $1,000, whatever it is, a month, you could still treat that as a constructive dismissal. Ultimately, yes, it's up to you to decide whether you want to do it. Uh, if so, you can negotiate with them, but knowing that if you're not happy with what they're offering, if you're not happy with what uh, uh, you know they're coming to the table with, 
you have that option to treat that as a constructive dismissal. So there's no way to legally make them compensate you. The only thing mm. the law can do here is treat this situation as a constructive dismissal. And you could potentially be looking at as much as six months pay if you decide to go that route, uh, Rick. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate this. Thanks, Rick. Rick, appreciate uh, appreciate that call. Moving forward, 604-283-3123. You want to get a hold of Lior and his team or help at employmenthour.com. For you as well, plenty of time, uh, not even halfway through the show yet. So there's all kinds of room for you. Come on in. The water's warm, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. You have questions uh, just like Rick. Bring them on here to answer them uh, just till about uh, 5 o'clock this afternoon. Everything you ever needed to know about constructive dismissal. We love this topic, right? John, you know, I actually uh, noticed the other day when uh, we do our, our show, actually most of the calls, believe it or not, touch on the issue of constructive dismissal. Uh, it, it's yep. such a broad topic, and it's a topic that comes up very, very often. Probably, you know, the the second most common issue that I deal with uh, in my practice after wrongful dismissal. And so we want to talk about that so that the employees and employers actually know what that means, how it works, what the rights are, and how to deal with the situation where you may find yourself constructively dismissed. Very important topic, so stay tuned. I think, uh, you know, a good place to start really is um, what's the difference between a regular dismissal and a constructive dismissal? That is a, that, that is a question that, that uh, seems obvious, but let, let's kind of break it down a bit. So a regular dismissal clearly is a situation where the company comes to you and says, we're letting you go. Here's a paper. You're no, no longer working for us. Whether it's a dismissal for cause, without cause, company has decided and flat out is telling you you're no longer working there. You're going to know when you've been dismissed. Yeah. You're going to be told. You're going to have something in writing. There's no doubt. There's no question. So that's the regular dismissal. Well, a constructive dismissal is different. A constructive dismissal is not a situation where the company lets you go. In fact, a company is not going to let you go. They're not going to tell you we are letting you go. A constructive dismissal happens when you, the employee, decide to treat your employment as being terminated. Okay, And it happens because of a significant change to the terms of employment. So if you're, uh, being, uh, your employment terms have been changed, if your uh, job is no longer what it was, you have the right to say, it's as if you let me go company. So even though the company is not letting you go, they're not walking you out, they're not packing your belongings. You're the one that, sa- that says, because of what you've done, I'm going to choose to consider the situation as a termination. That's what a constructive dismissal is. So a regular dismissal, the company initiates it. A constructive dismissal, the employee initiates. You mentioned they initiate some changes in your employment. Uh, examples of what a common constructive dismissal looks like. What would those situations or changes be? So it could really be anything that, uh, that results in a significant change to the terms of employment. So, you know, classic is probably a pay reduction. So if the company reduces right. pay significantly, you know, anything kind of... 10% or, or, or more, even potentially less than that, well, obviously that's not something the company is allowed to do, so that could be a constructive dismissal. But it could be any change. It could be a demotion, uh, you know, a lesser position. It could be a relocation. Uh, it could be change, of, like we were talking before with our caller, Rick, you know, a company says you're going to work from home instead of the office, absolutely, or, or vice versa. You're going to work in the office instead of from home. Any significant change in terms of employment. Maybe your compensation structure has changed. Uh, you know, they said instead of just being on salary, now we're going to reduce your salary and add commissions. Or we're going to 
to take you to straight salary instead of commissions. Whatever it is, change to the compensation structure is a big deal, and it's not something that a company is allowed to do. So when you start working, you agree to a certain job with certain terms. So just like you right. can't decide to change the job, it's the same with the company. The company is not allowed to make significant changes to the terms of employment. And if they do, you, the employee, have a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal and leave with your full severance. 604-280-9898 is the number to call in. you have any questions about this, maybe you're in this situation and not too sure, please call. It's a call-in show. Ready to uh, take your calls right till the uh, the top of the hour. Star 9898 on your cell as well. You know, we often talk about constructive dismissal in the context of workplace harassment as well. What's the, what's the connection or is there one between the two? Yeah, and it absolutely is. And, you know, a very common question that I get or common problem that people call me about is with respect to workplace harassment. Someone is not treating them properly. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's their boss. The work environment has become poisoned. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're being put down. They're not treated with respect, etc. Well, here's why that is a constructive dismissal. There's an implied term when you're being hired that you're going to be treated properly, that you're going to be treated with respect. So what happens if that changes? All of a sudden, you're not treated properly. You're not treated with respect. You're being harassed, mistreated. Well, again, the company then has changed the terms of employment. They've breached the terms of employment, which means you can treat that as a constructive dismissal. So the law doesn't necessarily always know how to punish uh, a company, if you will, because of harassment. What What the law does know how to do is to treat that as a constructive dismissal. So oftentimes when you're a victim of workplace harassment, one of the options, maybe the main option that you have, is to treat that situation as a constructive dismissal and leave with your severance. Uh, very important to remember that, very important to understand that. It's a right that you have and, and it's a right that I have advised many people over the years to pursue if you're being harassed and mistreated at work. How do you, uh, how do you actually go about proving it that there's been harassment at work? And that is always uh, a key question with harassment because, you know, if your pay is reduced by 20%, we can see that. We can look at your pay stubs. We know exactly right. what that is. Workplace harassment is, is different. You know, it's, you're not often going to have proof. And, and the, the person that's doing the harassing is not going to put up their hands and, you know, uh, look down and say, oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I did it. So with workplace harassment, you always have to, uh, to, to create that evidence and document. So you want to have notes. You want to have emails confirming conversations. Uh, you want to even, even a recording. If you know that your boss is not saying nice things to you and you're going to a meeting, you can record that. That's fine. Uh, and you know, even if you're not telling the boss, as long as you're part of that conversation. So you have to document. You have to keep records. You have to have a way to establish that. And, and oftentimes, you may go speak to the HR manager and say, listen, my boss is harassing me. They're not treating me properly. Well, speaking to them is good, but you want to follow up with an email. So that creates that record. It corroborates what you're saying. So when it comes to workplace harassment, document, document, document. So if you've been constructively dismissed, what are you owed? So when you're constructively dismissed, you get severance. And you get the same amount of severance as with any termination. Huh. So we've, we've talked many times about the severancepaycalculator.com website. You can use the yep. same yep. website to find out how much you're owed if you've been constructively dismissed. It's based on your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And no, folks, it's not a week per year of service. It's not two weeks per year of service. It's much more for most people. So that means if you do leave because of a constructive dismissal, you get your full severance 
as you would with a regular termination, uh, and that could be substantial. So you can always check out severancepaycalculator.com for that. Moving on to the phones, we will uh, get to uh, to Al. Thank you so uh, so much for hanging on, Al. How are you, pal? Uh, fine, thanks. Uh, you want me to get Beautiful. right into it? We're a very you small. Bet. I'm a very small uh, company. At least now I am. Okay, I'm 75, and I've got uh, I, I've hung on to uh, one fellow who uh, assists me. Uh, uh, it's a mentally handicapped situation. Gets 800 a month. He's nearing 65. I want to wrap it up. Uh, and uh, I, I know there's going to be some kind of a payout, but I don't want to, you know, go much further into the future with uh, the company itself. And uh, I don't know exactly uh, whether I have to, you know, give them a T4 slip for the uh, uh, time uh, uh, that I'm going to pay them for or what the situation is or whether I just pay it out of my own pocket. Oh, good questions, Al. So let's uh, let me ask you some things. First of all, how long have has this person worked for you? Not quite twenty years. Wow. Okay. And what kind of a job? What does he do? Uh, landscaping. Okay. Got it. Now, do you have a time frame in mind be, uh, before uh, you won't need him anymore? Do you know how long you'll need him for? Well, he's he's he himself is approaching sixty-five this right. year. And he wants, he wants, the, uh, it's pretty much, you know, we're not going to be able to carry on. It's not a question of want. We're over the hill, kind of, right? And, <laughs> and, and he's been, you know, he, 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 the, the relationship has been, you know, after 20 years or so, he's kind of like a, a, a good friend comes in, and he's very uh, uh, reliable. Let's put it this way. Sure. So Al, if he's let go, uh, you know, because the business is closing, obviously he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, he's owed eighteen months, right around eighteen months of pay, based on whatever he earns uh, in a month. Now, right. one of the ways you can deal with that is you can give him eighteen months advance notice of termination. So you could tell him, uh, Mister Employee, I'm telling you now that eighteen months from now you don't have a job. Uh, we're going to shut down the business, so so there's not going to be any more work. That's so that if you do that, you won't owe him any compensation, or you could do a combination. Maybe you give him, I don't know, six months' notice, and then you pay them the balance at the end of it. So he's going to be owed eighteen months either of notice or of compensation of severance, or a combination of the two that that uh, comes up to eighteen months or so. Now, uh, in terms of uh, T four, yes, you would have to give him a T four in the calendar for the calendar year in which you're going to make that payment. It's the right. obligation to make the payment is that of the company. It's not of you personally. It's the company's obligation. So if the company doesn't have money, I mean, ultimately, that's up to you. But the company has the legal obligation to provide him that compensation right around 18 months of either notice or severance or a combination. He's, he's afraid that uh, he only is allowed to make 800 a month under the welfare rules. You see what okay. I mean? And uh, so he won't. He he's not. He doesn't feel like he's in the position to accept any more than that. And I was like trying to maybe set up kind of an account for him that it just it, he draws it down. Uh, if you know what I mean. Well, I, 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 the 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 way to deal with that is if you're not going to give him notice and you're going to simply pay him out eighteen months, you're not going to you don't have to pay it as a lump sum payment. You can simply pay him over time. We call that salary continuance. So he's going to get a pay every every month or every two weeks, whatever it is for the for the payment. So that won't impact his disability or, or welfare uh, pay. So so that's something you can do for him if you want to do. You don't have to. It's up to you. 
But legally, again, you owe him 18 months. Could you and him agree to something different? Absolutely. But if you're asking me what the law says, if he was calling me and says, hey, uh, my employer, Al, is going to let me go, what, what am I owed? I'm telling him right on, uh, around 18 months' pay is, is what he should be getting in this situation. Okay. Hey, uh, that's been a, that, that, that's, uh, been a, a big help uh, clearing that up in my mind. I know there's a lot of small outfits, similar situation. Absolutely. And if, if I can help you out, if you want to reach out and we can chat about how to do that legally, happy to talk anytime. Just uh, reach out anytime. Al, it was a uh, fantastic call. Appreciate you calling in and best of luck to you and your uh, employer, or your employee slash uh, pal there. 604-283-3123 to get a hold of Lior again. 604-283-3123 and help at employmenthour.com. That would be the email address. We're going to move on here to, uh, to David. Hey, David, good afternoon. Hey, how are you guys today? Good, pal. What's uh, what's up with you? So, look, my wife has worked for a family business for 24 years. She's a senior employer there. She got sick in August and uh, has been off, but now has uh, talked to her brother who owns the firm uh, about returning, and uh, he's basically said, well, you know, if you want to work from home, I'll pay you a commission on anything you sell. Otherwise, I don't want you back. Wow. Okay, well, yeah. and that's her brother. Her, look, there's that's a whole other story. But trust yeah, me, no kidding, man. Sounds like a soap opera there. Being nice. Wow, 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 wow. And you said 24 years, right? 24 years, yes. And what what does she do? She designs furniture. Okay, so l- let's let's talk about first of all the, the the sickness, the medical issue. If she's been off obviously, since August, presumably it's you know a serious situation and it's not it's more than uh you know the flu so she broke her her ankle and then she's had some uh some nerve issues uh but she's ready to go back to work so for the company to say no no we don't want you we don't think you're going to be able to do a good job the best we'll do for you is work from home we'll give you some commission that's actually illegal that's a human rights violation they're not them not taking her back because of the medical issue that she had that's not something they're allowed to do uh, at all uh, their their refusal their them now saying that uh, the only way we'll take you back is on these terms that easily can be a human rights it's violation that? Uh, what's that hello yeah can you hear me david hello david you still there pal yeah i'm here i'm here sorry yeah, so I was saying that this is a human rights violation, David. That's actually illegal to do. Now, beyond that human rights violation, uh, because now they're saying, you know, no, you don't have your job. The other job, the only job that we have maybe is this. That's a termination, which means they owe her severance. Uh, and after, for, for her, you know, 24 years of service, she could easily be looking at, at, you know, 18, 20, even 22 months of pay, you know, significant compensation uh, based on what her earnings were before she went off on this uh, sick leave. So not only is she owed severance, probably 18 to 20-something months pay, uh, she's potentially owed human rights damages. So you know, brother or not, uh, there's significant entitlements that, that your wife has here, and I think really she should uh, think long and hard about uh, not doing what, what her brother is suggesting and just working from home for some commissions, and instead let she and I connect and, and let's talk so about how to pursue this. I've left my number with the board. If you guys can call me back, because I'm driving hands-free right now. You got it. I really appreciate hearing back from you. We'll call you, David, for sure. 
David, no problem. Thank you for reaching out. Lior will be all over that uh, for sure. You as well still have time to call in and ask your questions like David. Very simple. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. In the meantime, we were talking about constructive dismissal before all these uh, excellent phone calls. And you mentioned that uh, changes to the uh, the employment uh, would put focus on a constructive dismissal. So your employers just announced that your job is being changed. Just happened today. What do you do? Well, obviously, uh, if, if you're happy with that change, hey, no no problem, more power to you, right. consider yourself fortunate. But if you're not happy with the change, maybe they've announced that uh, they're they're making some, some significant changes to the compensation for everyone and it's going to impact you, well, then you don't want to accept it because if you accept it, then you potentially are, are, are stuck and then later on when you realize mm-hmm. you made a mistake, it may be too late. So what you need to do is, first of all, tell your employer, no, I'm not agreeing to this. This is not something I'm comfortable with. And and put the ball in your employer's uh, court. Your employer may say, okay, well, then if you really feel that strongly, I'll back off this change. Great. That's good news. Or your employer may say, too bad. We're doing it anyway. If your employer is going to say, no, we're doing it anyway, you have to make that choice at that point. Do I treat this as a constructive dismissal or do I continue working? Remember, if you continue working, not only could you be stuck, you may give the company the right to do it again in the future, which is a terrible situation. So usually what I say is if your employer is going to start changing terms of employment, it makes sense to treat that as a constructive dismissal. Get your compensation. Before you quit, before you tell your employer, that's it, I'm out of here, I want you to reach out to me. Okay? Do not quit. Do not tell your employer constructive dismissal before you and I speak because the devil's in the details and we need to always talk about a few things. But those are your options. If your employer changes the terms of employment, make that choice. Do you accept or do you treat that as a constructive dismissal? Thank you, Mike, for uh, for hanging on the line. How are you, Mike? I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. So I was in a situation no about a year year ago. I had taken a role as a, an account manager for a company. Uh, it's kind of like a startup tech firm, if you will, that had been in business for a few years. Um, took a role, decent salary, was good opportunity, I thought. Uh, then about 11 months, um, I noticed the con- company had started taking a turn for the worse. They had their senior account manager was let go. Um, the CEO was losing some accounts. And then I got a text message from him, of all things, uh, saying that things didn't work out. And he wanted to know how much it would basically cost for him to buy me out, if you will. First started offering at two weeks of my previous salary. And, you know, from some negotiation, I ended, we ended on five weeks uh, salary or five weeks kind of like severance pay after only working there for just shy of one year. I was wondering if I made the right decision or if I should have called somebody like yourself. Well, I, I think I have some some bad news, but let me just get a bit more information. So you you were there for just under a year, and Mike, uh, yes. what kind of a job and how old are you? Uh, it was uh, like an account management role in sales for like um, digital signage, and I I at the time was thirty five. Thirty five, and what was your compensation approximately? It was about sixty thousand dollars a year salary plus commission. Okay, and and were commissions anything significant? Very, very minimal uh, because some of the deals they took a lot. There was a long sales cycle. They they are actually currently working on two deals that um, they, like, there was like a long sales cycle, like one to two year sales cycle. Right, I understand. So, so in your situation, you would have been owed right around three months' pay. Now, I know it sounds, okay. uh, you know, a lot because you worked there for a year, and and we're talking about three months' pay, but. 
short service employees are treated quite well and actually much better than longer service uh, employees when it comes to to severance so even after a year and you know even though uh you weren't an executive obviously and and you know you're not an old man by any stretch uh three months is what i would assess you at and uh you know it is what it is unfortunately we can't go back in time uh, but right. there's a lesson there, uh, you know, for you, for for our listeners. And by the way, Mike, one of the things you can always do if you're ever in that situation, you want to get an estimate of, of what you're actually owed, is to go to severancepaycalculator.com uh, to find out what that amount is. That's good information. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate that. Uh, again, moving forward, if you need to get a hold of Lior or Leah, member of the team, that is uh, is no problem at all. That is 604-283-3123. Back to our uh, discussion on constructive dismissal. We mentioned, uh, you know, before the break and before the phone call there that changing your job in a significant way you can uh, – Raise the uh, constructive dismissal flag. What if it's a change like a uh, change of work location? Now, maybe they're adding, we'll say, 30 kilometers to your drive, but now you can avoid the highway. You can dig back roads. You, you don't know whether it's going to be good or not, but you're willing to take it for a spin, figuratively. What do you, can you do that? Yeah, and some changes could be very obvious in terms of how they're going to impact you. If your boss reduces your, your pay by 20%, well, you know what that means. You know how that's going to impact you. Well, some changes are not as obvious, you know, for for example, you give an example about they change your work location, but well, how is that going to impact me? Am I going to, It's gonna, is it going to be harder? Is it not? Can I live with it? Can I not? Other changes, maybe right. they change your commission structure and you don't know right off the bat if it's going to mean more money or less money. So when a change is not necessarily obvious, you have the, the opportunity to, as you say, take it for a spin or, or to try it out for a period of time. Uh, really, the period of time is as long as it it, it's, uh, it takes in order for it to be obvious how, how it's going to impact you. Usually, it's a few weeks, maybe even a few months, depending on the situation. Uh, and then you can say, yes, I'm going to accept it or I'm going to treat this as a constructive dismissal. But don't take too long. Okay, If you take too long, you're going to be considered to have accepted this change. And if you've accepted this change, you cannot go back. So if you've been now commuting to this new location for the last six months, and now you say, you know what, I, it's just it's too much. Well, at that point, it may yeah. be too late to do something about it. Maybe you could have done it in the first couple of months. Six months would be too long, and then you wouldn't be able to do constructive dismissal anymore. So if a change happens, take take just take a breath. Let's think about that. Let's really consider what that means. And if we want to accept it, right. if you're not sure if you should, if you're not sure uh, what your options are, always reach out to me. Mention that we want to get a few minutes in for some emails that were sent over. Again, help at employmenthour.com. Anytime you feel like firing one over to, uh, to Lior or Leah, the rest of the team, no problem. That is the address to use. Crystal, you're up, says, I'm a private school teacher and my contract gets renewed at the end of the school year. Very common. The, uh, the school just changed ownership and I don't think they will renew my contract again. If that happens, can I get severance? And you're absolutely right, John. It is very common, especially with uh, private school teachers for whatever reason. The teacher may sign a new contract every year for the school year. Uh, school year ends, they sign a new one, and, and round and round we go. Well, here's the thing, John, and we've talked about this, I believe, in the sh- on the show before, but when you sign a series of contracts, once you go usually beyond that second contract, now you're into a third, fourth, fifth, and beyond, then mm-hmm. the contract becomes meaningless, you're now a regular indefinite employee. You're no longer in the eyes of the law an employee on a contract because you're not expecting the contract to end. Yeah, it's going to end, but I'm just going to sign another one and 
I'm not worried about losing my job because I'm just going to sign another contract. So if you're signing contracts and then they kind of keep rolling and you just sign them without too much thought, the law says, well, now the contracts don't matter. And that's important because if at some point down the road, the company uh, says, now we're not going to renew the contract. Now we're going to end the relationship with you. The company at that point has to pay you severance. So this uh, private school example that you just read, uh, read, if now her employer is going to not renew her contract, because she signed a series of them, she's an indefinite, indefinite employee, she's going to be owed full severance like any other employee based on her age, position, and length of employment. So if you sign a bunch of contracts, believe it or not, they may not matter. You may be owed the same severance and have the same rights as a regular full-time indefinite employee. So why do these private schools, for example, why do they do this? Is it they just don't know any better or they're too lazy? Because obviously it's the wrong thing to do over the long term. Well, they probably don't know any better and they want to give themselves the option of having to or being able to let someone go without paying severance. They want to give themselves an out. And that's okay. I mean, it's not a bad idea to give yourself an out. But the problem is if you're going to do that again and again and again, well, it becomes meaningless. So that first contract, okay. Even that second contract, uh, okay. But once you go beyond, now you enter the third contract, well, it's meaningless. So what do you do if you're the employer? Just have the, the employee sign a, sign a regular employment agreement indefinite. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can include a, a termination clause that specifies what kind of severance, how much severance the employee is going to get in the future. Uh, but these fixed-term contracts that keep rolling become meaningless, and they provide no protection to the employer. I want to slide an email from Frank in here. I think it's an important one. It says, I applied for a job and went through two interviews, after which I was offered the position. Two days before I was supposed to start, the HR manager called me, told me that they've, uh, well, decided not to hire me at all. Uh, I'm extremely upset and want to know if there's anything I can do. Now, John, we've talked on the show many times about a wrongful dismissal. So hopefully our listeners know what that is. Well, this situation that you just read is a wrongful hire. Okay, very different. So this is a situation where you're you're relying on this job offer and you know maybe you've now quit your previous job, maybe you've relocated, maybe you decided not to pursue other opportunities and then guess what? The rug is pulled out from under you. There's no more job and you're saying, "Well, what do I do now? I've lost something." Well, in that situation, the company that was supposed to hire you owes you compensation. They have to compensate you for what you've lost. And what you've lost is, again, whatever expense you've incurred. If you lost, if you decided to quit your job because you thought you had a job here, well, there's a loss there. If you've relocated, if you've decided now to buy a car because you're going to need a car for this new job, again, there's potential losses there. So this company has to compensate you. I've dealt with a number of these situations over the years where a company that actually never had an employee start working for them may owe them compensation because they decided not to hire them. They decided to take the offer off the table before the employee started working. That's illegal. That's a wrongful hire. And employers don't make a job offer unless you know for sure you're going to hire the employee. Uh, and employees, if you're ever in the situ- that situation, let's speak. If you've lost the job before you even started working and if you, as a result, incurred expenses, you may be owed compensation. 
Good for another week. Some good stuff there. You want to reach out to have some questions now that we've uh, we've done the show. You can reach out to Lior and the team. That is 604-283-3123. Email from which I just read too. Uh, it is help at employmenthour.com. And always, 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 always go to severancepaycalculator.com before you make any move, before you sign a severance package, before you give it back or fall for the deadline. None of that stuff. Severancepaycalculator.com anytime before you sign anything. And then, of course, follow up with a phone call and play it safe indeed. Till next time, this has been the Employment Hour right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.